what's up guys it's this is kairos wow okay we're finally starting this we've been talking about this for a while now um this is something that we just brought to each other well she brought to me that she was doing a podcast and then you know she realized the one that she wanted to do it was it wasn't what she wanted to do it so, definitely wasn't what I wanted to do. So, it was more so I related to what was going on in it, but it, I didn't feel like it was necessarily for me. And that, in the moment that I had st- wanted to start a podcast, I was more of the world than what I am now. So the podcast that I'm doing now is completely different from the podcast that was before because the podcast that's before they're still continuing they're still going to do their own thing and there is no beef or anything so don't even try to get that idea in nobody's head because that's not what we're doing but I'm just going in a new direction and I wish nothing but the best for them and I would hope that they wish nothing but the best for me but let's get this started we wanted to start off today's the first year of 2019. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Happy New Year. We wanted to start this off right, and we wanted to just get right into it. So, this is called Kairos, and the Greek definition of Kairos means God's time, the perfect time, you know, anticipating a certain moment. And we've been anticipating this for a while, but we've never really, like, put action into this, so now we're doing this, because we feel like everything that we've done has been on God's time. So, with this said... I'm going to bring this into a prayer because I feel like that's how we need to start off this um, podcast and then we're going to get right into it and tell you who we are, why we're doing this, what this is about and Father God, we come before you today, Father God, as your humble servants, Father God, we ask that you speak to me, Father God, and Latia, so we can speak and minister to your people, Father God, so we can open up their ears, Father God, as this new year comes, Father God, that you allow us to see growth, Father God, in favor, Father God, that we walk by faith and not by sight, Father God, that you speak to us, so we're able to speak to your people, Father God, and tell them what they need to hear, Father God, if there's anybody out there feeling alone, allow us to touch their hearts, Father God, hallelujah, I pray that you have your way inside of this podcast in Jesus' name, and I pray, Father God, that you even reveal reveal things to us as we speak to each other inside of this podcast, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Alright, I'm Lisa, okay? And I'm Latia, but everybody calls me Tia, so that's what I want to be called by, because personally, people that personally know me call me by my my full name, but everybody else just calls me Tia, so that's what we're going to do. Um, alright, um, a little background information, I'm 21, about to be 22 next month, um... Latia is 22, about to be 23. And in four days, yes. guys. Four days. It doesn't mean... It feels like I just turned 22 yesterday. So, and I have no plans for my birthday, except for probably a possible birthday dinner, and that's about it. But I'm just grateful for a new year. That's what this whole year means to me, this whole birthday year. Being with God. That's mm-hmm. what just. Amen. That's what matters to me the most, because last year I was... I was on my peak of finding God, but it's completely different as to what's happening now. This year, I'm walking with God. 
I'm doing so many things differently for my 23rd year. This is my Jordan year, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, okay. So, background information as to why we started this, what we're doing. And I want you guys to think that just because this is a spiritual podcast, oh, it's just going to be about God or whatever. Let me tell you. Okay. I look up to Lauren Hill. And she says this thing that touches me so much. And I think a lot of our generation needs to hear it. It's, she says, it's not a, it's not a burden to love God, to serve him, to honor him, you know? It's not a contradiction to be fly and cool and, you know, do whatever and still love God. And I want to show that, you know, like, we are in the world. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world, okay? Hallelujah. And because we're still, you know, we're still young, we still... Come on, we still know like what's going on. We still we're still involved in all this kind of stuff. Like, and we've been through some stuff too. <laughs> Yo, still going through, through some, some stuff, stuff. Okay. Still. So it's not like we're here to act holier than thou. We're not here to, you know. Kind of. For some reason, this... people think we do act like we're holier than them, but that's not what we try to do at all. Yeah. And I don't want you guys to think that of us either. So. You know, um, now I'm going to talk about what brought this podcast about. Besides the whole, you know, her deciding she wanted to branch off. Well, okay, me and T, I call her T. We met each other 2017, August. August 2nd. I know. Wow, that's a date I'm never going to forget, ever. And... You know, ever since then, like, we, and we met through um, our friend Autumn, and um, ever since then, you know, I wasn't really, because we were in a group chat, and I don't really do well in group chats, like, I ignore it, I have it on Do Not Disturb, it overwhelms me, so I just be having them, I'm being mute in my group chats. So, what ended up happening was, I think T kind of noticed that, because she started messaging me privately, and she would just talk about stuff, and you know, she would confide in me, and then... I, everything she would confide in me, and I was always telling her, I was like, you should bring this to God. You should pray about this. You should pray about this. You should pray about this. And then she started doing that. And I was like, hey, sis, I want to fast. And I said this January 17th. 17th. Of 2018, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. 2000. Because we didn't know each other. Yes. 2018, yes. January 17th of 2018. I was like, we should fast. And I have this written down in my notes, too. So, you know, she starts sending me prayers every day, 11-11 prayers, you know, it's like, you know, this is cute, whatever, then, fast forward eight months, we're both going through some stuff, when was it, September, yeah, yeah September, September, we were both going through some yeah. stuff, and then it just got to the point where I was just like, I just, I like, I'm sitting and I'm by myself, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I, I was at rock bottom, like, I don't know what to do anymore. I need to I need to fast. I need to go on a spiritual journey. I need to find God because nothing else. Like I need to go back to God because I've been running from him for so long. And then something compelled me to message T. And I'm like, sis, I'm not in a good place right now. I, I have to fast. I don't know if you want to join this with me because it's a good thing to be you know, to be praying with someone, to do a fast with someone, because I it pushes you to do it also, you know, because you know you're not on this journey alone. So it's like, okay, they're doing it. I'm doing it with them. Mm-hmm. But then also, if someone breaks their end, then it's like, God's not going to work in it. 
mm-hmm. because God does say, when two or more are gathered in my name, there's I am there. But, you know, if you're trying to do this with the person and they're not holding up their end, then it's, it's not going to work. And she's tried to do this with people before, but they haven't held up their end. Yeah. But something told me to go to see, and then she joins in with no hesitation, no second guessing, and I'm forever thankful for that because that brought about a new friendship for us, a, a deeper friendship, and a spiritual bond, a spiritual mm-hmm. sisterhood. So from there on, we were praying together every night. We were, you know, God was really showing out. Mm. He was showing out, like. But that's, those are going to be little revelations that we're going to reveal all throughout the podcast. So it's not just going to be a list, 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 because there's way too many. This podcast will go on forever if we listed all of them. But, you know, it was kind of that that kind of solidified. We're like, you know what, like, we're a good, like, we make a good team. Because we, we, you know, we saw God work. When we were praying, we saw God work, Okay. Definitely, and even in the, and I'm not even gonna sit here in front like when you're fasting, it's all good because it, it's hard, especially when you're just starting out. Mm-hmm. Like Lisa has done fast before me, so it was a little bit easier for her, but it wasn't super easy for me. I haven't had a fast like a genuine fast since I was a little girl, but even then, it was like imitating what I've seen my grandmother do. So I didn't really know the works of it all. But when I got into it, it was not easy. (laughs) It was, there was days when I was just like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. That is tempting Yeah, I I was just completely tempted. I had, I was super fearful, super doubtful about things. Crying. Mm -hmm. I was just, my emotions was up and down the whole entire fast. But. Through all of that, I remained steadfast in prayer. And that's what kept me. That's what pushed me and got me through the whole entire 40-day fast. We did 40 days, by the Mm -hmm. way. Not only that, but it gave us peace. Yes. It gave us a lot of peace. So we, all our worry, our doubt, and anxiety, kind of just like, was nothing. Because we knew that God would always handle it. And and whenever we was going through whatever we were going through, like, because Lisa and I, we realized we started going through the same things with at the Together. same time. Mm-hmm. So we were just, like, instead of just leaning on our own understanding and trying to figure it out ourselves, we would, and giving up on God and giving up on everything, we take it directly to Him. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people can do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have this, they use people as support systems, as emotional support systems. Mm-hmm. They go to you when you need advice and when you need something else. First of all, let me tell y'all. <laughs> let me tell y'all, okay? This is some real talk. Ain't nobody gonna give you the advice that's good for you. Nobody. Because they're not no. in your position. They're never no. going to understand your position. They can say, yeah, they went through it. And you learn things from experience, but everybody's experience is different. So can nobody tell you what to do? Because what worked for them may not work for you. Because exactly. everybody's different. Okay? Exactly. So ain't nobody you can go to for advice. And I realized that. And that's why I stopped going to people for advice. I don't even... I, I st- do not like, go to people for st- advice. I stopped bringing my problems to people. I stopped seeking advice for them. The way that they come to me for advice, I used to do that in the past. But even then, I didn't do it often for the simple fact I, would, I didn't like to let people in. 
let people into my world. So the minute that we started this fast and started getting closer to God, it was just like, I stopped giving asking people for advice, period. I didn't even put it out there that I want, and insinu, insinuated that I wanted their advice. I just leave it to God. I take it to him because he's the only one that can help me through whatever I'm going through. He can, mm-hmm. He's the only person that can give me the word, the revelation that I need. My friends cannot do that because... When we give advice, we give it in a, um, a way of our own opinions and what we've been through, thinking that it can work for everybody else, but it cannot. Yeah. You can lead somebody into a deep, dark hole if you do that. Yes. There are some people who, because what we did, we stayed away from social media. We, And you know, that's hard for some people. Yes. Because some people, that's all they have. They don't really have... They don't really see anyone outside, you know, in the real world and social media is all they have to connect mm-hmm. with people. For us, we did it because we needed our sanity back. We needed our power back. We needed our peace back. And we needed to stop comparing our journey to other people. Yes. And constantly watching other people's lives. And it, saying, it was kinda, I want that. I it want was kind of distracting. Mm-hmm. We, we, we would try to manipulate ourselves into that. We would try to manipulate ourselves into what society thought was perfect and so you know and we wanted to stay away from that because we wanted to be as genuine to ourselves and bring that to god and because of social media i found myself losing so much time Mm -hmm. things that i could have been doing i wasn't doing because i was giving all of my time and my attention to social media so i had to let it go and i'm gonna tell you in the beginning it was hard Mm -hmm. but then i found it easier (laughs) and here's what i want to say here's what i here's what i want to say when you find yourself going through something like what we did with social media, with anything, period, when you find that you're giving too much of your time to something, it's time for you to, like, literally tr- rid yourself of it. Mm-hmm. Get up off of it. But also, whenever you decide to come back to it and you find yourself in that position again, don't run again. You have to have self-control and discipline. You have to pray for that. Because you cannot run from your problems. Mm-hmm. You have to face it. So, like, we, we find ourselves, when we return back to social media, we can find ourselves getting back addicted to it. But And we also, we catch ourselves. That's God helping us to catch ourselves, to let us know that you're giving too much of your time to this. Mm-hmm. Hello, come back. Let, let's, get, mm-hmm. let's start this back all over again. But what I don't want you to do is just get rid of it completely. Because then you're just running you're from running your from your problems, and it's only going to be for it's going to be temporary. It's gonna be it's it, the minute you come back, you're back in the same habit. Yeah, and it can't be that way. You have to have self control and discipline, and that is something you need to pray over. You like you can train yourself, but you actually have to pray over self control and discipline. You have to ask it's because it's not easy. You have to ask God, give the give him your problems, whatever you're dealing with, give it to him and ask him to give you self-control and discipline so that you can start to get yourself off the off of those things and not continue to keep doing it. Like give your time to it a little bit, but don't find yourself spending too much time on it. Cuz if when you look up, the whole entire day is gone. What have you done? Mm-hmm. What you have to do, let, let, I'm going to give you something. Make a list of the things that you want to do. And if you are able to check it off, when you, look at the, when you look at the list at the end of the day, are you able to check all of that off? Are you able to say that I did all of those things? 
or did you spend more time on social media or doing something or or in your video games mm-hmm. or on whatever it is procrastinating and letting your day go by mm-hmm. because if if it, if there if it's if you didn't weren't able to check off more than two things then you've got a problem and I'm not saying in this in the sense that... Social media is bad. Yeah, it's not. And I'm also not doing this in a way to try to get you, force you to do anything because I'm, I can't force you to do what you don't want to do. But I'm going to give you that... Get, lend a helping hand. Give you something to do to help you to have control over this. But, like we said... We're only here to help at the end of the day. Because, again, I'm not giving no advice because our journey may not work for you. Yeah. There's some people I know who just can't be without people or else, like, it drives them crazy and they overthink. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. Okay, let me talk about this real quick because there are introverts and there are extroverts. Me and T are, we balance each other in the way because she's an introvert and I'm an extrovert. Okay. Mm And a lot of people try to, you know, they say extroverts are very overwhelming, that we're very overbearing, that we're very, look, let me tell you something about extroverts, okay? We are people pleasers. That is a very bad thing. I wish I was an introvert. I wish I found solitude in my peace. The reason why I needed to isolate myself from social media was because I was I told you I was comparing too much of my life to other people I would look at them and I'd be like why can't I have that how come I'm not happy like them you know this person did me wrong how come they're happy how come they got this quicker than I did but I realized you know if God has something (laughs) look Lauren Hill also told me in order to be used you got to be beaten broken down and even humiliated okay Mm -hmm. in order to be used you really got to be used okay so sometimes, you know, if you have a heavier burden, it's because you have a bigger responsibility. God's going to take you, you know, better places, bigger places. And that's okay if it takes a little bit of time. Kairos, God's time, okay? But my thing was, because I'm such an extrovert, I like being around people. So when I'm not invited to something, I feel a way about it. If people are always hanging out without me. I feel a way about it, you know? And then I would find myself getting angry with my friends because it's like, you know, it's really crazy how, like, I invite you to all of this, but I'm never extending an invite. And it makes me think that something's wrong with me. Like, it makes me think that everyone hates me. Look, being an extrovert is not all cracked up. It's cracked up to be. It really isn't. Because you overthink everything. And I would much rather be in my lonesome and be in my solitude than, you know, have to constantly worry if people don't like me all the time if I, if I did something wrong to people if I'm annoying to people if I if my presence just annoys people but also I know that being an introvert is very overwhelming too because it's like you wish you were social you wish you were you know out, out, as outgoing as other people and you see the way other people are like and it's like I wish I could put myself out there but I don't know how to because me as an introvert I find find peace in being alone, but then at the same time, I shut people out that I want to let in because of how I am. I find it hard to open up and let people in and go about and do things because I get very, very overwhelmed quickly. 
So, being an extrovert and an introvert, it has, it's, <laughs> it's, I wouldn't say, it has its moments. It has its moments. It has its moments of keeping you grounded, but then at the same time, it's just like, I wouldn't wish to be anything other than what I am for the simple fact that I know what I can and can't manage. So if I, if I, w I can't wish to be an extrovert because I know how overwhelming I get. I get very, very panicky and be ready to get up out of there within seconds. So if I even try to get, put myself in a position of an extrovert, it don't work. It don't. It just doesn't work. So, and I like, and I also don't like to put it on me being an introvert. I just simply just don't. I just like my space. I just like being in my own company instead of having people in my ear and in my business. I just rather be to myself because I don't have to ha have to worry about other people. I mean. Not in a selfish way, but in a way of, I don't have to worry about what you're doing. You don't have to worry about what I'm doing. You stay over there, I'm going to stay over here, and I'm going to do me. And if I do happen to want to come out with you, then I'll come out with you. But if I don't, then that's that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's such a, that is such a broad spectrum, because again, everyone is different. Mm -hmm. But again, the point, which I keep going back to, everyone is different. So I don't know if the social media fast is necessarily going to work, but it was very peaceful. It was very, very peaceful. Like, I remember the first day that we went, because at first we were doing it like once a week. Like, I would do it Tuesdays, I think. Because Tuesdays are the days where I just, I, I just hate Tuesdays. So it's like, you know what, let me just, let me just get off social media on Tuesdays, because I don't like Tuesdays anyway. And I did mine on Saturdays, the days where I knew that I would give all of my time to, because I'm not working on Saturdays, I don't work on the weekends. So Saturdays, I was just like, I'm going to give it up on Saturdays and just try to bring my attention to, to working on something else, giving my attention to something else instead of just social media. That yeah, the first day I remember I was laying down on the couch looking at the time. And I'm like, I, I kept bro, staring at the clock. Me like, too. Yo, I'm like, when is the day gonna end? I'm when like, as soon as midnight hit, yo, I was bro, I was on it. <laughs> I was on it, bro. Like, I was like, what happened today? Yo. And then you know, at, and then we decided midway through our fast, like not even a little bit before midway through the fast, we're like, all right, we're gonna give this up. Like completely done. Together. Completely we're like, we're done. done. We're done. Like. And then, it. let me tell you, we didn't even care. We was on our own. Like, I found so much to do mm -hmm. outside of being on social media. I wasn't on nothing. People were trying to contact me outside of social media. And it's like, where have you been, girl? Where have you been? And I'm like, I've, you know, I've just been doing me. But even then, like, it was so peaceful. Like, I had my power back, yo. Nobody could could judge me off of what they see on a screen anymore. Exactly. I had my power back. And let me tell you, that's so it's so empowering. I really I really recommend it for everyone to to at least do once in their lifetime. And I like to say during your fast, it also reveals your true friends. 
peace. Mm-hmm. The true people that are meant to be in your life. Because when you go on a fast, when you go away, when you step away and start rearranging your life, having God rearrange your God life, feel away. a lot of people start to get upset about that. They don't like the way that you are now. Mm-hmm. They don't like the person you're becoming. You're changing. You're different. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So please be wary and vigilant that People are going to show their true colors in the moments of your fast. God is going to reveal people's true colors in your life. People sitting there with hidden agendas Mm -hmm. are going to be revealed. And And I want you to hang on to this. Please, I know that you're going to be upset. I know that you're going to be angry. I know that you're going to be hurt. But don't prolong the situation. Forgive them. Forgive them and move on so that you don't let them steal your peace and your joy while they're sitting around still happy-go-lucky. You're going to be sitting there upset. Don't let them steal your peace. Don't let them steal your joy. You are essentially blocking your own blessings by doing that. Yes. You got to forgive. I'm sorry if my mouth sounds full. I'm munching on some chicken right now. (laughs) I'm so sorry. This chicken is so good. (sighs) Now that I'm, you know, I've revealed the truth. (laughs) So go ahead. Continue. But yeah, I feel like prolonging anger is so. I don't want to use the word toxic because everybody uses the word toxic, <laughs> but it's very unhealthy. It is. Like, but that's for another. That's for another, another topic. Time. Anger and forgiveness and all that. We're that's gonna be, we're gonna hand. save that for another topic. But I'm gonna tell you, um. This fast really just revealed so much to us. One of the things I really learned how God speaks to you is through your intuition. Yes. Intuition is such a real thing, guys. It oh. is such a... And it's to the point where it's like... Because I was watching um, the Health Song channel and Brian Houston was preaching. He said how it's almost scary, like, how prophetic it becomes. Mm-hmm. When you know something is bad for you, when you know someone is bad for you. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only one who's been in that situation where it's like, mm-hmm. someone, someone slides their DMs and they're talking to you, but you just have this instinct, like, this person's bad for me. Like, I have a bad feeling. Like, even though, you know, they they, they sweet-talking you and they're telling you sweet nothings whatever, you know, talking about the things to you. And then you just know, I just know, you're so full of it. You're so full of it. I'm also trying to monitor my language, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I want to let you guys say that know. she's Haitian, so if you hear her accidentally slip up, I want to let you guys know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. We're we're not trying to be perfect Christians in here. Like I curse. I <clears throat> y'all don't even know the half of it, but y'all will get to know me as this podcast goes on. Go like we won't. We won't curse on this podcast but if it happens to slip up please forgive us because we're not perfect and we're still weaning out of certain things yeah. so please don't hold it against us like i'm still learning to be professional but here i am munching on a piece of chicken okay <laughs> so look we said that this was we're just gonna look we're gonna keep it real here we're gonna eat and we're gonna f- drink mm-hmm. and do whatever it is because it's just, it's how we are. I don't, I don't want to, like, I'm not going to speak with a mouthful of food in my mouth at all, but just know that I'm going to be eating. So if you hear... Munching in the back. Yeah, just know that <laughs> one of us is eating, and you're just going to have to accept it. <laughs> because I know that you're probably listening, going to be listening to this and eating and drinking as well. So we might as well, too. We got to eat, too. Mm-hmm. We're human. Plus, we do this at late at night. 
I've been having the munchies, bro. So, when you up this late, you get hungry. Alright? So, yeah, it taught me to um, listen to my intuition. Because that is God's way of talking to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Because your intuition... I don't know if y'all listen to her. I love her. <laughs> um, She said intuition can see through elusive intent. Listen to it. It really can. You know, whatever you want to believe about this kid that, you know, oh my God, he's so good to me. He's, he, you know, he's such a charmer. He does this, he does that. Look, okay? <laughs> when your intuition is like, uh, nope, I'm not, this is not good for you. You listen to it, okay? When a person shows you who they are the first time, you listen to it. And that's exactly what 2018 taught me. You believe them. <laughs> you really do, okay? Especially when you're arguing with the person. Oh. How they feel about you when you argue really shows how they, you know, what they really think about you. So, y'all Please really? pay attention to the things that people say about you in arguments. Mm-hmm. Please pay attention. And sometimes they'll say it in a little... A manipulative kind of way to yeah. make you seem like you're attacking them. Yup. Because people are very tricky with their words, so you gotta be careful. And you also gotta pick your battles. Like, pick your battles wisely. Because some people will literally set you up for an argument just so that they can prove a point to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That you're this evil and wicked person mm-hmm. and that you're always attacking them. Meanwhile, you're not that type of person at all. You know the kind of person that you are. But you have to literally pick your battles wisely because there are people literally out there ready to expose you for whatever reason like you're some sort of bad guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say something off the bat, alright? Because I'm, I'm a... Look, I'm going to say this because I'm not here to make anyone feel comfortable. I want to make y'all feel uncomfortable. As Christian, I don't want to use the word Christian. Okay. As women of, men and women of, as children of God. Hmm, better word. As children of God, we are never going to be understood. Never. Mm-hmm. This society already has a painted image of us. And I know people probably listen to us and be like, oh, what do you mean, Christian? Christianity is the most is the most dominant um religion in America, whatever, blah 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 blah. Okay. Look. <laughs> there are a whole bunch of people that claim they serve God that don't really serve God. The little extremists that you see, the little conservatives that you see that claim that they love God, they are not representing God. They are Because that's his love thy neighbor. Alright? Those are not the representations of God. Not only that, but Tia brought up a good point to me the other night. She was like, how come it's whenever, like, you you talk you talk about religion, even on Twitter, even on, like, everywhere, it's respect my religion. And, look, I know some people are going to catch feelings off of this. It's, Yo, respect my religion, respect my religion. Like, don't pull off my hijab, respect my religion. You know, don't, you know. You find so many people get mad at people for disrespecting Muslim people. People of believing in any other God and all of that. Allah. All of that. All of the other gods that they serve. But the minute you bring up God, the the, the father of Jesus Jesus Christ, Christ, 
It is a whole problem. How do you know he's real? He's this, he's that. Even in movies, they show, you know, the, the gay kid and the father hates the gay son and the parents are not supportive. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. society likes to paint that image. They like to paint this really bad, nasty image of children of God. And that is not what we are. We're going to love you regardless. There are some people that do have it out for gay gay children, like gay people, period. But those are but not that's, accurate representations yeah, of God. They're not real representations of God at all. They don't represent what God is because God is love. Mm-hmm. You cannot sit here and call yourself a woman of God, but you don't possess God-like qualities. Okay? Well, I don't like people that, like... To be real, this happens a lot. This happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, people of other religions will really listen to some like, no, this is like whole a lot of, uh, whole lot of hoopla. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to cover up my language. <laughs> but nah, it's, it's facts. And you can see this, I can see this anywhere. I, like, pay attention to the way that people react when you bring up God. People get very, very defensive. Be like, oh, you can't talk about him here. You can't talk about this here. No, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to discuss that. And that's how you know God is real. That is how you know God people is real so because offended. of how angry people get when you bring him up. Mm-hmm. But the minute you bring up some other religion, some other God, an astrology at that, everybody's cool with it. Mm-hmm. They're perfectly fine with it. But the minute you mention the word the word of God or God's name or Jesus, everybody is having a whole fit about it. Mm-hmm. Telling you to shut up. You can't talk about that here. That's how you know God is real. That is how exactly how you know he is mm-hmm. real. Because of how uncomfortable people get when no, you it's mention true. him. It's true. Because I remember middle school, there was this kid who was allowed to wear her, her hijab. And I had an I Love Jesus t-shirt. They told me to take it off. Like, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. If you can respect her religion, respect mine too. Because she can go to the school and she can be like, oh, they're discriminating against me because of my religion. Yeah, okay, and she'll, she has a valid point, okay? Then they can't do that. Then how come the same doesn't apply for um, men and women of God, the mm-hmm. Father of Jesus Christ? And you know what? It's funny because... You can't tell a Christian when you see one, okay? You can tell a Muslim. You can tell you can you can tell a Catholic person when they got the little long jeans skirts. I don't know what I'm talking about. You can tell a Jewish person a with Jewish the little person. um things they wear mm-hmm. on their heads. Even you know, the Buddhists with the you know, monks and stuff. Like you can tell, you know, Catholics, priests, nuns, but you cannot tell a Christian. Because we're, we're everyday people. Mm-hmm. But the second I wear something that represents Christ, it's a problem. And I, I will never understand why that is, but let me tell you. And it's going to be more prevalent. It's already prevalent in, the, in, the, um, in Hollywood. I always make it seem like, oh, my parents are Christians, so I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't be gay. Act like your parents hate you. Like, you know... That's a different story. I don't think y'all are ready for that conversation. 
Oh, well, we're going to get into it. Not now, but we're going to get into it. One day, one of these days, we're going to get into it. And a lot of people, a lot of y'all not going to like it. A lot of y'all are not going to like what we discuss on some of these episodes of these podcasts. Hold on, let me just sip this drink because it's about to be really loud and it's getting to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just have to finish this off. Y'all, I haven't had root beer in the longest since the first in a while. Woo! This really hit. Alright. Alright. So, um, another thing that God revealed to me in this fast. Oh, man, I had it in my head. Another thing God revealed to me in this fast. (laughs) I can't talk about that. God revealed a lot to me and my fast. Okay, the intuition thing, and he revealed... It was in my head. I hate when that happens. It just leaves our minds. And that also happens when we're praying as well. (laughs) But, um... Even during my fast, like, I had something that... Normally, if I was out... Like, something happened to me in my fast that had I not been in that fast, had it happened, like, way before, mm-hmm. I would have really, like, really, really broke and just turned away from God in that moment. I know had it happened before that, I would have been like, wow, this has happened again. God, you, like, you let this happen. I would have literally placed the blame on God. Like, God, you let this happen again. You let this happen mm-hmm. to me again. How can I believe in you? How can I put my faith and my trust in you when this was able to happen to me again? But because I was in that fast, because I was remaining steadfast in prayer every night, seeking him, turning to him, I was able to get through it. I cried about it that whole entire night, but I was able to come back from it the next day mm-hmm. and the next day and the next day. I tell you, that's why God's timing there. is perfect. I, I definitely didn't stay there. And I wasn't going to let what happened to me break me. Because in that moment, that same exact day, I knew I had a purpose. I knew I had a calling. Because too many things had already been started to come to be revealed to me. I'm not going to say nothing about that thing. Because that ain't for y'all to know. That's for me to know. And for God to know. And Lisa, she knows. But... I knew that I had I had to get up. I had to continue to keep moving forward. I couldn't be stuck and letting all that happen to me keep me where I was because I know that I, I knew that I had somewhere to be. I knew I had so much in store for me and up ahead. And if I just stayed here and let what happened break me, Lord knows where I would have been. <laughs> And the fact that I didn't break the fast because of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you this. Every time, and I realize it's a, it's a habit. It's a pattern. Like, not a pattern, not a habit. It's just, it's just a revelation. When, I, when you close doors to the demonic world, whenever, cause you, whenever you watch something, whenever you listen to something, you're opening those doors whenever you engage into something knowingly and unknowingly you open doors 
for the enemy to come in. To come in. Yeah. So when you start closing the doors, the enemy gets very, very, very angry. So be like literally pray for your protection when you close those doors. Pray that you are protected, that your life is protected, your safety is protected. Because when I close when I close that door, I didn't pray over my protection. I didn't. So I left I was a more easier access for the enemy to get to me. But the enemy did not break me. <laughs> God was not going to let him break me. Amen. He had already won the battle. Hmm. But when you close doors, make sure you're praying over your protection and the protection of the people around you. Because the enemy will get angry and use the people around you to hurt you. Yeah. Use things that you love to hurt you. Yeah. To try to break you for closing those doors. So that you can turn away. Because the enemy, when you start closing doors, when you start declaring your time back... And you're and and every taking everything back that the enemy has stolen, he does not like that mm-hmm. and wants to do everything that he can to steal your joy, to try to kill you, to, to destroy you, to break you down, so that you can be angry at God. Yep. And some people are not fortunate enough to not to not move past it. Some people let let it take consume them mm-hmm. some people really let it consume them and i like i still to this day don't understand how me i didn't let it break me how it didn't consume me how it didn't just i didn't say screw it i'm done with all of this because even in the fast like it was the beginning of the fast it was like literally only a week the incident happened only a week after we had begun the fast so it was still fresh. It was still new. But how I did, how I didn't break, how I didn't give up, and I still don't get up, give up. Whenever I'm going through so much, literally, I just had a whole thing that just happened to me the other day. I don't give up. I continue to keep. Mo- I get up and continue to keep moving forward. I give it to God because I know at the end of the day that when I have nobody. He's all that I've got. Mm-hmm. That I have to live my life for him and nobody else. Yep. So letting what people have done to me and said to me and hurt me, the things that they have done to attack me, to wrong me, I can't take that on into my life. I can take it on and use it into my testimony mm-hmm. because I've gotten, I've overcame what they try to do to me. But I'm not going to let them keep me stagnant and not progressing in where God wants to lead me. I have a calling. I have a purpose. Mm -hmm. I was put here to do God's work, to do God's will, not nobody else's. And I'm, I'm saying this again. I am not perfect. I still go through those moments of anger, the moments of unforgivingness. But then when I, I literally always, acknowledge it so I bring it to him you have to bring everything that you're dealing with when you know that you're dealing with something if you can acknowledge it if you can literally think in your thoughts oh wow I screwed up here I've said something I still have anger with me and you know it please bring it to him don't Mm -hmm. hesitate to bring it to him Mm -hmm. 
bring it to him. Because if you were able to acknowledge it, if you were able to think about it, that is God's way of telling you, I need you to bring this to me. Come to me, bring it to me so that we can work on it so that you can move forward. Otherwise, if you don't, you're being disobedient to him. Mm-hmm. So please listen. Feeling is being in his likeness. Like He already knows how you feel. Let's get that right out the way. God already knows how you feel. But he can't work in it unless you bring it to him. Exactly. So it's like you, when you go to friends for advice, it's like, hey, look, I'm feeling this way. What should I do about it? Well, maybe you should. No, that's not what you should do. Hey, God, I'm feeling like this. This person did this to me. What should I do? It's like, okay, so you're talking to me. Now I have permission to work inside of this. All right? So being, feeling, don't, y'all act like y'all don't have a right to feel the way that you feel. You always do. Whether you're angry or sad or depressed, but always bring it to God because God will take that and release peace onto you, okay? Mm -hmm. So you need to tell God how you feel so then it's like, okay, I'm going to work in this. And then, look. The end result would be beautiful. But I agree a lot with what she said. Like, she said she didn't cry because I hit my rock bottom too in 2018, bro. I got kicked out. I got kicked out this year. And through it all, I was like, why am I not crying? Like, I was I was in my cousin's house and I'm sitting and I'm writing my journal. I'm like, why am I not crying? Like, I should be crying, but I'm not. Like, I don't have a home, yo, but I'm not crying because I'm like, everything's going to be okay. And look, that's how you know that you're faithful in God when you know that you have hit your worst, your absolute worst, and you still know that by the grace of God, everything is going to be okay. Hallelujah. Because the only place to go when you're at rock bottom is up. up, yo. And I will always say that because... Look, I can say this from experience, okay? The only place to go from there is up. And, you know, a lot of um, 2018 just consisted of just a lot of revelation, more so about myself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us a lot of us are saying, you know, I'm not bringing you in 2018, I'm leaving mad people in 2018, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And it's like... Did you even, like, work on yourself in 2018 to say that you're leaving all these people? Mm-hmm. Like, you're dropping people and you're talking about they're the problem. But sometimes we are the problem because everybody has that duality, okay? Everyone ha- Everyone is very dynamic. We all have our good traits and we all have our very toxic traits. So we can't all sit and act like we're saints. Like, my toxic trait was I am very bad at feeling i avoid my feelings and i'm very passive about it and i'm not transparent at all now distance myself without saying anything to you and then blame you even though you don't know what you did wrong because i was so passive about it and then act like you know it's okay meanwhile you're sitting i'm you're sitting there and you don't even know what you did wrong to me but i still have this animosity towards you mm-hmm. and you have no idea why it's like because it's because of me, because I had that toxic trait. And then because you hurt me, i like, okay, well, I'm going to move on to someone else, and I'm going to do this with this person, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to party my feelings away. But, like, all of that is temporary, because at the end of the day, I still find myself crying. I still find myself lonely. I still find myself, you know, at, you know, a dead end. So, look. What was I talking about? <laughs> That just came. It didn't even come from me. That's why. Because the simple fact is, I completely lost what you were saying. (laughs) 
not even gonna front. <laughs> I was just listening and like, and I zoned out in the middle of my sentence. Everything got lost after the outside. Um. <laughs> um. Oh, hitting rock bottom. That's what it was. Hitting rock bottom. Yeah, but that doesn't really help because that's such a broad subject. True, true, true. And also, you said it the was, thing was that I was in the middle of the sentence and I forgot. Being toxic in your friendship. Yes. Okay. Boom. Go. There we yes. go. There we go. We don't realize that sometimes we are toxic to other people or even toxic to ourselves. Like, we need to break out of habits that we're so used to. Like, I said, I'm going to start being more transparent. If I feel this way, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say how I feel so then I can move past this. Because it's, like, it's so easy to just leave it alone and just distract myself. It is so easy to do that. But then how am I able, how am I allowing myself to feel it fully? Feeling is not bad. A lot of us act like feeling is not bad because we try to avoid it. We're scared of being hurt. And that is a big problem our generation has. We are scared of being hurt. This is why we live in a generation of hookups. We live in a generation of just like, Look, our generation is trash, okay? Let's be honest. The end times are coming. Our generation is trash. Nobody wants to get tested anymore, which is why everybody's becoming infertile. And look, this is the end. This is the beginning of the end, okay? But I don't know where I came from with that, but I just want to let y'all know God is coming. But anyway, um, I used to stop doing this. Yeah, we're scared of feeling. And it's not bad to feel. It really isn't. Again, if you're sad, bring it to God. If you're angry, bring it to God. And what I realized when I started bringing my hurt and my pain over to God, it would it would last for a good two, two days, a day and a half, and then it'd be over. And I'd be like, damn, my God, like, you were quick. You were quick because I thought that I would feel this for a week, maybe even a month. But it doesn't even really have to be that long. Like, feeling is in God's likeness. So we need to get out of the idea where we're so scared to be hurt. Because pain, pain is only, is only scary because it's foreign. And I learned this from my favorite, um, my favorite poet, Melanda, Jean-Claude, Melanda, Melanda Jean-Claude, whatever it is. I learned that from him. So, like, our generation is so scared of pain, and this is why we're scared to love, because we're scared of the pain that comes with it. And love can be so beautiful, but it can also be so scary, but it's only scary if you don't know how to love. And the Bible explains how to love, and not just how to love people, but how to how to love yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of things in life are scary, but I don't think that, you know... You got to keep running from it anymore. That was my problem. If I felt like I was catching feelings, I would run from it. Oh, same. If I, if I, I saw I myself catching feelings for a dude, never allow myself I'm like, I'm like, Lisa, what are you doing? And I would just like, okay, you know what? I'm moving on to someone else. I'm moving on to someone else. I'm moving on to someone else. I don't mm-hmm. allow my, Like, if I was hurt, if someone hurt me, especially if a dude hurt me, I'd be like, I'm like, I'm not going to let no dude hurt me. I'll move on to another dude, and another dude, or another dude, or another dude, without catching feelings, and it's just like, Lisa, what are you doing? It came to a point where, like, I hit the inevitable, and it was like, yo, like, this hurts. Like, I remember I was looking in the mirror, and I was playing Break Even by the script, and I was singing along, and I looked in the mirror, and I broke down crying, because you know those lyrics, and it's, you know, when a heart breaks, and it don't break even... 
I was like, I got down on my knees and I started bawling. And I was like, God, what did I do? What did I do? <sighs> like, I, this hurts. This hurts. Look, you don't know pain until you sat and begged God to heal your heart. <laughs> that is a word, yo. But let me tell you, it's not bad to feel. Because when you're when you can finally feel, then you're setting yourself free. It's like God is like He's like, Come, my child, and He just hugs you and He's like holding you in his warm embrace. And God is always waiting on our call. He's always waiting on our call. We just never choose to pick up the phone. You know? Mm. I feel like that's so important. Y'all gotta start feeling. But don't allow yourself to prolong the pain because you will be blocking your blessings. And I'm not saying, you know, maybe, you know, do it for two, three days, one one day like me. Because, again, that only works for me. But I'm telling you, when you know God, God doesn't allow you to prolong pain. He's like, I'm going to let you feel this. I'm going to let you cry. Because when you cry, God cries with you. He doesn't want to see you hurt. He doesn't want to see you in pain. He doesn't want to see you suffer. He died for you, okay? He's like, you know, I didn't die for you to be in pain like this. So I'm going to cry with you. Your tears are my tears. But then he's going to, like, you know, he's always like, Lisa, always, <laughs> Lisa, get yourself together. We, we, got, we got stuff to do. We got places to go, people to see. Mm-hmm. You got to put people in your life. You can't, you can't be dwelling on this for too long. Come on, Lisa, get yourself together. And I always know when God tells me that because the next day I wake up and it's like, ah, wow, like, I feel like a huge burden is lifted off my shoulders because I don't feel this no more. And it's, it's beautiful when you realize God allows you to feel but then it's a pick me up the next day and that's exactly what it is it's like like i said when me and tia when we hit rock bottom it's like yo like this is the lowest point of my life like what am i gonna do and realizing you know it's all gonna be okay because this is the god i serve and all things work together for good because i'm called according to his purpose and i just want to say that let me tell you, when you you'll definitely know when you're going against something that God is telling telling you not to go against, for the simple fact that He will literally make you feel completely Tuh. horrible Tuh. about it, bro. Like I tried, I literally said, I let me tell you, my mistake was telling God what I did not want in my life when He placed it there. And I promise you, immediately after I started crying, I was depressed the whole entire day, even into the next day. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, I was like, wow, that's not what you wanted from me. Mm-hmm. And you have to realize, like, pay attention to the way you react to things, the way your emotions change, the way your the, your feelings just change. When you tell God, like, Pray over it first. Don't do what I did. Don't do what I did. Because you will find yourself depressed, hurt. Because God is going to make you feel it. When you disobey him, he's going to make you feel it. He is going to break your heart for what breaks his. Please believe it. He's going to hold you accountable. Don't think you're going to get away with whatever you think that you're, whatever you're going to get away with. He's not going to allow that. Cause it was Lisa and I both that same day we that that same day we had said, 
I don't want this anymore, God. Mm-hmm. Please take it away. Take it out of my line of sight. Because I don't know, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. So I don't want it anymore. And that was our big mistake right there. Because both of us, that whole entire day, Boosh. was just... It was miserable. I don't even know why we're miserable. It was just we were overwhelmed with feeling. Like it was the day wasn't even bad. It, Yo, just, it was just so the sad. It was so and we were on our way to church at that. <laughs> so, so it was sad. Like, <laughs> like every song that came on was so sad. I was over there, I was over there in my tears. I know. So, Yo, I was just like, dang. Like we were crying at everything. Like in the middle of the sermon, I'm just crying. Like. Several times, and one day, mm-hmm. you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. One yeah. day, you'll know what I'm talking about. one day you'll know what we're both talking mm-hmm. about. But I want, but I want to see how God works in it before I announce yeah. anything. So I kept running away from this particular thing, and every time I ran away, God has broken. Every time I ran away from it, God has broken me down, and it's what led run. me to the fast. It it's what yes. led me to where I am yes. today. Yes, 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 yes. I try. Okay, the thing that. I'm talking about was revealed to me during the fast. Yep, so again, same. you'll know what I'm talking about when it comes about. I just, mm-hmm. like we said, we want to just see where God is going to do this because we're not going. We're not going to try to speak, announce anything. Yeah, speak prematurely about it and then look completely crazy. But okay, um, like I tried to run away from it more than once. In the very beginning, I did not understand it. So I said, I did not want that. Please, I don't know what's going on. Leave, like, remove it. But he wasn't trying to have that. God was like, I'm not playing with you. I'm not doing these shenanigan games with you. Not not, not when you're in this fast, praying to me, coming to me about everything, especially mm-hmm. after I pulled you away from all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Telling you're not, me you're gonna be obedient to me, yeah, and then you want me, you want to tell me what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, you, nah, you're not, not about happen. to do that. You're not gonna do that. It's what I say. Okay, you're in my control at this point. From this day forward, you're in my control. So what I say goes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I accept it. But then comes the fear, and then the doubt. The enemy trying to make you feel like you're crazy. Make you feel like. You this know, maybe, is never going to this happen. This is something, yeah. This is something, something that I'm making I'm up making in up my, my head. head. Yeah. And once again, because of that fear and that doubt, I said, "I don't want this. Please remove it out of my life. I don't. I don't have any. Like, where is this even going to go? Mm-hmm. Like, like how I'm, is this even going to happen? Exactly. Like, I'm in a completely different position from wherever that thing is, and it's just like, so I don't want that." Again, he'll make you feel it. He'll make you feel it over and over and over again. You keep telling him what you don't want, he's going to make you feel it. He will make you feel it and make you regret it. Mm-hmm. 